how you had said that you had your resolution to read more books Uh uh-huh how's that going uh i've started the book so like we're doing the book club thing it's just been pushed back sure just because of you know me feeling like i was dying and other things in other people's lives right but i'm reading yeah yeah i was gonna say just because i've never i haven't seen a book sitting out yet so i was like it's in my room (laughs) i do have the book okay okay it's in my room okay we're working on it sure well if you guys ever get bored uh have you ever thought about reading the animorphs books oh my god the animorphs (laughs) did you ever read the animorphs books dude yeah like um oh my god so in like elementary school I guess kind of middle school too because I went like to the same school from like kindergarten through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have like, you know, your specials classes like music and art and, yeah. you know, was was library one of those for you too? Yeah, I had library on Tuesdays. Okay. I Yeah, it was like, it would always be like, yeah, we want the Animorphs books or we want some Goosebumps. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I had never read Animorphs when I was a kid. I was told it was a boy book. Um, What? Yeah. <laughs> i was told the animorphs was a boy book so um i was like well i don't want to read fucking boy books i want to read a girl book and, and to be fair like we also went to school and like well elementary school at least for me mm-hmm. was like 98 to 2004 mm-hmm. like 1998 to 2004 um so you know people were a little more gung-ho about boys boys like tricks and hot wheels and ninja turtles <laughs> and girls like dresses and dolls you know you don't intermix what's this non-binary shit like <laughs> i mean they did not eh. i was kind of a tomboy though in that period anyway so i'm kind of like i don't care i want to read the book with the weird cover <laughs> uh, that's true see but like i said at least how i grew up it mm-hmm. was boys are the ones playing video games you're gonna get this candle making set like you're a fucking colonial <laughs> bitch and i'm like eight years old like what the fuck am i gonna do with this wax i don't think i ever even used it but anyways this is not <laughs> this is nothing to do with candle making this has everything to do with animorphs okay so again i never read an animorphs book in my life i never watched animorphs but oh, i was that's right it was a tv show yeah, yeah yeah and so i was scrolling through twitter mm-hmm. first of all i found out that there's 54 animorphs books i didn't think there were that many yeah well congratulations now the you more know, you know. 54 <laughs> animorphs books and number two some of these animorphs books have the craziest plot lines mm-hmm. like i've ever seen in like children's literature like i don't remember the plot of any of them i just remember they would like turn into animals or something sure well hey give me a number from one to 54 and i'll give you a plot line 27 27 what the fuck i thought you were gonna go low no that was the first number that came to mind why i don't know okay that's all right we're almost there um 25 26 and oh shit that's the end of the twitter thread 27 here we go okay. <laughs> book number 27 is the exposed okay um this person just summarizes the plot and says remember the pacifist robot dogs they have a ship on the bottom of the ocean and it looks like snoopy from the peanuts <laughs> what that's the plot summary so like here let me give you a really good a really good one i think this is yes this is animorphs um this is animorphs episode 12 the reaction okay due to a sci-fi allergic reaction (laughs) what rachel gives birth to a crocodile just before she's about to go on a talk show with dollar store jonathan taylor thomas what the hell right isn't that crazy Dude, that's... I can't even... Okay, so... She gave birth to a crocodile before going on a talk show. With discount Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That is a very specific plot point. (laughs) (laughs) And then, then let me... uh, Give me another number. Uh, 15. 15. 15. Awesome. Episode 15. 
the escape which i actually remember this book mm-hmm. it's the one where the kid morphs into the shark oh the shark kid i remember the cover of this book because i was like ha look at the third one like the third head his head looks funny <laughs> i remember being a kid thinking it was so funny so anyways episode 15 the escape the mm-hmm. yurks are running experiments on sharks by implanting sci-fi devices in their heads the animorphs accidentally get these devices implanted in them and if they morph anything relatively small their heads will explode oh what okay so what the hell is a sci-fi device (laughs) what does that even mean they're like hey kids we're gonna put some we're gonna put this microchip in you we're going to put this vaccine in you called COVID-19. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or those, like, beetles you can find in, in Legend of Zelda. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I don't know either. I'm just like, what the fuck is a sci-fi device? What does that even mean? Right? Well, hey, speaking of sci-fi devices. Uh-huh. Hey everyone, welcome to the 8th <laughs> inaugural episode of the Between the Fridges podcast. My name is Carly. And I'm Amanda. And I'm back. Yeah, bitch. She's not dead. I'm not dying. Hey, like, hey, Google, play Not Dead Yet by <laughs> insert artist here. <laughs> I don't know. Were you singing Afro Service? I don't know what I was singing. Very cool. Uh, yeah oh my god so anyways i uh, just thought we could throw out the uh intro and yes amanda's not dead you guys don't have to worry about rotating guests anymore i mean we'll still have our friends on but i'm glad to be back thank you jeff thank you noah i appreciate you guys filling in while i was not good <laughs> yes thank you to the pal and the boy um for <laughs> joining me for coming in clutch yes yeah, so anyways uh animorphs uh, because I know, like I said, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because mm-hmm. you had talked about it the first episode. And I was like, oh, I want to read more. Mm-hmm. And I saw there were 54 books. And I was like, man, if this tweet would have came up like a month ago, I would have been like, that's it. I'm, I'm reading every <laughs> Animorph book. By every the end of the book year. this year. <laughs> because some of this shit is so crazy. It like, just sounds outrageous. Like, I don't feel like. When I was reading these, this sounded this crazy. I don't remember them, obviously, because it's been since freaking elementary school. Yeah, but. there's a there's a book with a plot line where one of the kids kills Adolf Hitler. What? Yeah, it's a uh, it's in the Animorphs subseries Megamorphs number three. Uh, this kid named Tobias kills Adolf Hitler. Um, other highlights include things like fascist alternate timelines where the Animorphs are basically Nazis. What and this the girl named fuck? Cassie morphing into a polar bear and attacking college students in the 1930s after they called her the N-word. That, I just, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, holy shit. <laughs> what? Animorphs. Discussing anti-Semitism since 1995. Damn. Animorphs. Discussing racism since 1995. (laughs) Animorphs. Discussing abortion and pregnancy since 1995. (laughs) Thank you to the Crocodile Birth Book. That's so weird. But I saw this and I said, I want to read all these books. But here's the thing. Here's Mm -hmm. the problem. Mm -hmm. I'm turning 30 in like two months. Uh Uh-huh. They cannot be catching my ass at the library going over to the children's section to grab my fucking animorphs. Dude, you can uh, download the app. There's an app that can, like, you can check books out and stuff on for the library. Like, just because I was trying to look to, you know, for the book club, I was trying to see if I could save a little money. So I was able to sign up. They sent me a digital card and then they sent me a real library card in the mail because I have no idea what happened to my library card from like forever ago. Cause I had my like little library card from back in the day, but I don't know what happened to that. But like you can download the app. I don't remember what it's called right now, but like you can punch in what you're looking for and they can show you where it's at and all that fun stuff. That's good to know because mm-hmm. imagine 
imagine I, <laughs> you walk in to the to the to the downtown library and are like excuse me sir can you direct me to the children's book section <laughs> i'm looking for some animorphs <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, imagine my ass, like, getting out of the makeup store after working an eight-hour day on the, on a Saturday, walking over to the branch that's nearby, mm-hmm. walking in and being like, hey, you got any of them Animorph books? I mean, I'm trying to read the one where the girl bursts a crocodile out of back while she's morphing into a grizzly bear. And they're going to look at you like, is this girl on something? They're like, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's for my kid. <laughs> I... I got allergies. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I need to, I'm like, I need to catch up so I can read, uh, get to one animorph book a week. Like, uh, speaking of morphing, mm-hmm. um, while you were sick and dying, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl happened. The Super Bowl did happen. Well, obviously, we don't care about the Super Bowl. Hey, spoiler alert: the Chiefs won. All right, the, yeah, whoop de do. All right, we can move on from this segment. Just kidding. Uh, Obviously, we're not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about Rihanna and her sperm dancers. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, like, did did you watch her performance at all? Yes, I did. Um, I actually watched it as a bootleg on Twitter. You know what? Valid. I was semi-watching the Super Bowl, and then I got tired and was like, I'm going to bed because I have to work tomorrow. Mm. So, I, like, looked up her halftime show on YouTube the next day, and I'm like, okay. Okay. What were your thoughts? I really liked it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's like some people are like, she didn't do enough. And I'm like, if she's pregnant, what did you expect her to do? Mm-hmm. Like break dance on her belly? Mm-hmm. Like pre- break dance on the new baby? Just like, hey girl, <laughs> they do spins. Like she's a spinning top and her be- like her pregnant belly is the mm-hmm. top bottom. I'm like, what the fuck do you expect her to do? She's mm-hmm. like, She's fucking pregnant on a platform. My ass would have broken that shit. Oh, my God. She's doing what she can. Did it sound like she was singing all the time? No, because I know she can't hit that note during work. Mm-hmm. But she hit it during the Super Bowl, and I was like... Absolutely. I sat there, I, like, looked at it, and I rewound it, and I was like... Is she half lip it? Which is fine. I don't fucking care if you lip sync or not. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're past the age of people caring whether or not. Well, okay, at least I'm past the age mm-hmm. of people like of me caring whether or not people are lip syncing during performances. Right. Honestly, it's like who gives a shit at this point? Y'all have put your shit out into the world. Like you're making money. You're out here hopping on platforms and the, the Ashley Simpson lip sync when she was on that one talk mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Icon honestly where she pulls away and they and they keep singing mm-hmm. and i'm like oh no, but like, then everybody oh. like crucified her like she was the worst person alive i'm like like she's the only person that's ever done that absolutely not yeah like who fucking not cares? the first won't be the last exactly so anyways rihanna um i think the performance was really fun mm-hmm. um the backup dancers i loved all the dancers mm-hmm. um the fits like I love Rihanna's like red getup, um, with the um, as I've seen many times they've called them the white sperms. Um, I was like, oh my god, um, period core. Like <laughs> we got we got the the tampons coming to save the blood from dripping all over the place. I've definitely seen some stuff like that on TikTok. People making videos with jokes about, oh my God, got my period, but here are my tampons. It's okay. <laughs> but, oh my God. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, there's people that are complaining. They're like, why the fuck didn't she sing Ponder Replay? And I'm like, that's your biggest concern. Right. That she has, she didn't sing a song for when she was 16. And they're like, but that's her biggest hit. And I'm like, not really. And I'm like, I'm about to give you your biggest hit. Ooh, pow! <laughs> <laughs> that's a number one. Oh my god. But yeah, so I loved the um the set list, how like, you know, one song just like went right into another mm-hmm. uh, really seamlessly. Um and I do also understand why people kind of 
played with the rumor that Kanye West originally was supposed to be at the show, mm-hmm. at the halftime show, because she did do a performance of All the Lights, which is synonymously a Kanye West song mm-hmm. featuring Rihanna. Mm-hmm. But she performed All the Lights. So I wouldn't be surprised if originally before all of the, you know, mm-hmm. that. Right. That she had planned for Kanye to be there and the set list was done and whatever and just be like, no, I don't want to fucking have you. Right. Um, but it was still very good. Mm-hmm. I do like, um, I think one of my favorite parts in the halftime show was when when they were doing all of the lights and they had like everybody like, you know, dancing on the ground, but then they had a few on the platforms mm-hmm. And there was one point where they all like do like a little freestyle mm-hmm. dance, and one of the backup dancers ended up doing a TikTok, TikTok dance. <laughs> yes, I've seen that video. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Who is this person?" And then, and then there's people like putting on all white outfits and being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Rihanna let me keep the marshmallow suit." Yes, I've seen that. And those then they're too. doing the TikTok dance, and people are like, "Oh my god, it's you!" And I'm like, "No, it's not. No, it can't Mm-mm. be all of them doing the same dance, girl." No. Um, oh my god, no, it was so good. Um I do appreciate though that um Okay, it's less of an appreciation, but more of like a note. Mm-hmm. Um so also while you were gone, uh, you know, the Grammys happened. Yes. Um so the Grammys happened and the one thing of note, what do you think is the one thing of note that I'm going to note for this that you think correlates with all this yes uh are you talking about harry's acceptance speech no no (laughs) but that is a whole nother thing that we could talk about um no i'm actually talking about the sam smith kim petras performance oh yes so you know how sam smith was wearing like the red yeah like his whole red get up Mm -hmm. and rihanna was wearing the red Mm -hmm. get up um and a bunch of people I saw online in certain sectors being like, this is the devil. The devil's here. And he's taking, he's taking form in Sam Smith and Rihanna. Oh my God. And I'm like, what do Sam Smith and Rihanna have to do with the devil's plan? The, nothing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Unless unless his favorite song is Work by Rihanna, then, like... <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Don't know. <laughs> it's just... Oh, my God. It's, like... But what did you think? And if not my thoughts on the performance, what were your thoughts? So, I watched it, obviously. Um, I watched did? it on YouTube. And, okay, I just wanted to, like, take it in because it's, like, girl did it. Girl slayed did a great job right i'm thinking about it as a normal average everyday person like i am not a performer nor a singer by any means right i could not put on a show like that right you give in you know and all the things that could possibly have happened to you have to account for that even if you don't think they're going to happen Mm -hmm. people were on platforms and shit um you know they they had the runway they had the dancers timing all of it the one kid almost fell. Exactly. I see that. It's like, yes, they're strapped in, but it's like people could have had accidents. Things could have happened. Um, and speaking of the Grammys, like it made me think of back to that, to Harry's performance. They were having issues with the platform, right? Wasn't that a thing? Yes, it was because originally it was supposed to, um, I don't know exactly what way it was supposed to go, mm-hmm. but originally, yeah, originally it was supposed to go clockwise mm-hmm. and like the dancers had been practicing for weeks right with the platform going clockwise and when his performance started the platform went counterclockwise uh-huh. so you can see him as they're like panning up the camera mm-hmm. he looks hella confused but like they had to troubleshoot in the moment because exactly. they're like shit they're not they're not like I think you can see when they're panning up the camera, you can mm-hmm. see Harry doing a um, like a hand signal mm-hmm. being like it needs to go the other way. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do anything. So in the span of like 10 seconds, 
from noticing that the platform is going the opposite direction, trying to notify, hey, this is going the wrong way. Right. And then going, fuck it. All of the dancers had to do the bat, like the dance in re- not reverse, but in the opposite direction. Right. So mm-hmm. everything that they had been practicing for weeks, improv had to like turn around. Mm-hmm. Um, so like not to excuse that really, really hard beginning note at the beginning of that performance, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that was just like, Oh, like I'm nervous. What the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And then people are like, yeah, his performance was ass. I'm like, yeah, it really wasn't the greatest. But also, like, that context of he was kind of panicking in the moment. This is his big performance at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And everything's fucked up and everything's wrong. Yeah. I ugh. Right. Anyways. No, I guess that's my perspective. It's like, okay, there's so much built into these sets and performances. It's like, again, as a normal, average, everyday person mm-hmm. that does not have a career like that. Anything can go wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. there can be technical difficulties. People's mics can't be working. Like, lights might not be working. Like, you know, people might mess up. Things happen. It's just life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I give her props. You know, people just may not have been like, this is what I wanted to see. But girl served. She did a great job. She's fucking pregnant. She's, like, working, doing this whole show. Like, about to expand her family by a whole other tiny human like that's a lot of stress on your body mm-hmm. first off so for her to just be like continuously going like that that's a lot of physical things that are demanded of her so i think she did a great job she handled things great mm. like i thought it was a great performance again you talked about transitions perfect overall clean show did well what i expect from a super bowl performance yeah like and i know those people that were probably complaining like oh she didn't do this song or she didn't do that or like i don't know maybe they're thinking of like fucking fire cannons or like lady gaga doing flips from the harness or something but like you cannot compare anyone's performances at the halftime show to someone else's you kind of can because (laughs) (laughs) i mean hear me out though hear me out so like in context, uh-huh. everyone has a different style and performance. Right. And a, I guess, level of talent and professionalism that they put forward. Mm-hmm. But this person is not going to put the same exact show on as X, Y, and Z person. So I guess mm-hmm. that's my point. But yeah, the little marshmallow suits were cute. I thought yeah, they were shout adorable. Out, <laughs> sh- shout out to the dancers. Those bitches, like they were just like the dance like the dancing it was so tight it was so mm-hmm. clean like so so good um it synced up really well just mm-hmm. um and i loved the section in um in the performance of um when they did work mm-hmm. when they were crawling on the platform following rihanna mm-hmm. and then um rihanna turns around and everybody else is kind of like still on the ground but the one guy like gets up and flashes his jacket Mm -hmm. at her and i was like i love that like it was a cool moment i think i see that i've seen that moment like a hundred times and i'm like it's still so so good to me um and also i mean obviously uh rihanna looked good um i noticed uh the fenty plug um, oh yeah when she was in the middle of her performance like, that somebody fix. holds out the uh the invisimat which by the way is a really great blotting powder it's not just <laughs> like, excuse me gotta Fenty's makeup like, great like and to me like i know like a lot of, a lot of people um very much like they hold like beyonce to this like super high pedestal she's extremely hyped and it's very very well deserved um rihanna's my beyonce like rihanna can't do anything wrong to me um like rihanna to me cannot do wrong at Mm. all uh she could kill a man in the street i'm like (laughs) i hope he was white it was like oh it's fine it's excused yeah like all good to me um and also working at a makeup store working at a cosmetic store the um the influence she's had on the music industry has been um super powerful and on top of that uh, again um the influence she's had on the beauty industry has Mm -hmm. been absolutely phenomenal she was one of the first major brands to have a foundation drop Mm -hmm. like her first drop 
um, as a cosmetics company was 40 shades of foundation. 40. That's impressive. And they ended up extending that line as well. So mm-hmm. there's more shade range. There's more options for people. Um, they make it really easy. Like my the foundation I wear right now is the um, is the Fenty Ease, dro- Ease Drops. I've mm-hmm. been wearing Fenty strictly as foundation for years. Mm-hmm. And um, the eavesdrops, what's really cool about them because they're like a skin tint. What's really, oh, that's cool. What's really cool because there's less of a range, but you don't have to like, obviously you're not like applying a whole bunch like you would a foundation. Mm-hmm. So it's on their website. It's like, okay, um, if you are shade one in the Fenty eavesdrops, this is the range of like soft matte foundation or whatever that you should be falling into. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a shade two, you should be like, you know, okay. So like if you're a shade one, you would be um, shade 100 to 130 mm-hmm. um, in the soft matte foundation. If you are sh- uh, shade two in the eavesdrops, you're probably going to be 140 to 170. Like, very easy conversions it's very easy to understand her shit just (laughs) it's just so good so to me the whole point of all this is uh rihanna is my beyonce and she can't do anything wrong and if there ever is another album that comes out um i will be front and center and i will be making an entire podcast episode about it you know what? That's so valid. And I support you <laughs> most definitely. Um, So I guess it's not really like it wasn't actually broadcasted like on the screen during her performance. But I guess just one thing that I thought was cool. Um, So they had an interpreter. Um, I saw yeah, that. Girl killed it. Her name is Justina Miles. And I was very interested in this because, um, you know, obviously, given the population I work with, like mm-hmm. I work for a local nonprofit with intellectually disabled people Mm -hmm. individuals um so like just seeing that as representation for people you know to have that to look forward to Mm -hmm. i thought was really cool because i guess like she practiced with them and rehearsed with them and i favorited a video on tiktok i was like girl goes into it she's not just signing she's like vibing yeah she like i saw an interview with her too where she was talking about where she was practicing with them and she was like not just signing the words Mm -hmm. but also signing the beat yes so that people could like kind of see the beat and listen Mm -hmm. like hear her words the one thing that like really sucked about it and it's nothing against her Mm -hmm. was the fact that like deaf people and hard of hearing people had to like download a separate app right i think they were like streaming on youtube or something maybe so i don't remember completely so that they could watch it and it's like at least to me, mm-hmm. why not just put her in the corner? That's what I was thinking. I didn't know the- if like regular because they used to do that with like different things. Because I remember that being a thing from you know different other shows and things when I was younger. I don't know if like regulations or things are different now, but I don't see as why they couldn't have just you know thrown a little box up on the screen so you can simultaneously see what's going on. It just makes sense to me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it just. That was really weird um, mm-hmm. when I found that out because I was like, well, why isn't this on the original video? That was my question. Right. Of, why isn't this on the on the videos that I'm watching of the halftime show? And I was like, oh, it's because it literally was not aired on television. Mm-hmm. You had to like download an app or go find a YouTube right. video with it. And so like mm-hmm. it was a, it was a really great moment for like especially for like deaf people like hey you get to see in the moment absolutely you had to jump through all these hoops just to find where that interpreter Mm -hmm. like like find the interpreter right um yeah i just yeah she was so good a girl was with it and i saw she was on i don't know i think it was one of like the daytime tv shows like that interview you were talking about i don't remember who was interviewing hoda oh it was hoda okay girl it was hoda (laughs) But no, I was like, this is cool. Like, I wish we would be able to kind of see more of this stuff in the mainstream, like, front line of things. So I just thought that was a cool little thing. I was like, yeah, girl, go off. Look at you go. Speaking of going off. Uh-huh. You're on everything going on in uh, Kentucky recently. Oh, my. 
I, I, okay, so I've seen things, but I mean, as you know, I've been working literally a shit ton of hours. So I've literally gone to work, come home, chilled out, and gone to bed. Yeah. Um, so before I even get started stating, um, what I am about to, Mm -hmm. I just want to give a little bit of a, a preface Mm-hmm. I guess is the best thing to say. Um, so, and anything that I say, like, please correct me. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like, that's not my thinking of things. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Because um, I'm also going to make it very general. Right. Um, so, um, in our past even in our past so the way amanda and i met was through um a christian evangelical young adults group that's how we became friends Mm -hmm. um we are no longer a part of this group we are no longer a part of this um organization of thought and thinking but um at least i am still like friends with people on like social media only on social media Mm -hmm. of you know i'm just kind of nosy i just want to see what's going on um (laughs) which is valid that's that's what you know so um the probably the rest of this episode i would say um is going to basically be bashing christian evangelicals (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if that is not your thing, that's totally fine. We'll we see respect in, that. We will see you in the next episode or never again if you're like, absolutely not. Totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just want to, I just wanted to make sure at least that that was out there. We were practicing evangelical Christians. We mm-hmm. are no longer practicing evangelical Christians. Mm-hmm. This is a... Um, conversation about christian evangelicalism and well radical evangelicalism that is happening in the now and we just thought it would be interesting to talk about it so with that the motherfucking asbury university revival happening right now Mm -hmm. like i will be honest like i said i just know that it's happening but i'm not sure about the ins and outs right now just because i I haven't had time to research anything. Yeah. So as of today, uh, the date of recording right now is the 19th, uh, February 19th. So we're recording a little bit later um, than we normally would. Um, so by the time this posts, it's going to be February 21st. Um, so Asbury University, um, obviously a university in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure. Here I am the whole time being like, yeah, it's in Wilmore, Kentucky. Um, I was going to say, I think it's in Kentucky because one of the girls I used to work with mm-hmm. um, back in college at the restaurant. Um, you can she- mention it was Chick-fil-A. Anyways, yes. So at the Chick-fil-A. Yes. Back in college, um, I used to work with one of these girls and um, she was originally from Kentucky from around that area and mm. she's back there now i can't remember if she's finishing up school or whatnot because it's been a bit um but she posted on her snapchat because she was there and a part of the whole thing and i was like okay you're there that's that's not entirely surprising but uh, yeah, that's a thing yeah so i didn't want to deep dive too much into like articles and stuff mm-hmm. because Number one, it was going to fuck up my algorithm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the more that I was diving into it. So I'm really relying on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they give a really nice summary of it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's helpful. Number two, um, any of the articles that I had seen about it were, like, not objective. Mm-hmm. They were not just explaining what's happening. They were like, this is, like, really fucking cool. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I just want to know what the fuck is happening. I don't want to know that you had a girl sitting there who pretended to be a demon uh, that you say is a real demon that got exercised in the middle of day seven. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, what's going on is, so, this started on February 8th. 
Mm-hmm. Today is day 12 or 13. Damn. This is like the last, uh, not even the last. This is like the last like public service that they're allowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started on February 8th. Um, they have... Um, they have like church services that the students are required to go to Mm -hmm. every week and things like that. Mm -hmm. Most like religious colleges. I think we have a couple of religious colleges in the area that require like church attendance Um, or like, I know the one that I graduated from did not like you had to take certain courses like, cause they had like a core studies thing. So you had right. to take like your basic intro courses. And yes, you did have to take, I think two religious courses for that just because of the roots of the university. Mm-hmm. Um, but about the other, um, university, I do not know. Mm-hmm. So, so, so these guys, it's like required. Okay, which I mean, it's kind of probably one of those more yeah. private, like, yeah, you have to, this is required type yeah. deal. Okay. So on the 8th of February, they had a morning service like normal, but a bunch of undergraduate students remained in the auditorium um, following the conclusion mm-hmm. of the morning service for prayer. Um, so, but then, you know, since they stayed, um, there was a report about a revival happening in their student newspaper. Um, and then it just like spread through social media. Mm-hmm. Um a side note as well, um, a lot of people are pointing similarities out to um, a similar revival that happened in Asbury, well, at Asbury University in 1970. Mm-hmm. It was the last time, well, 1970 was the last year that they had, like, a quote-unquote revival, and uh-huh. it's happening again. And so people are like, oh, my God, this is what happened the last time. Um, so students remained in the auditorium throughout the night like february 9th Mm -hmm. um the revival continued into the second day um the crowd kind of dropped at its lowest point to like 50 people Mm -hmm. um in the chapel but it ended up turning into this like 24 hour non-stop worship service Mm -hmm. um students were setting up coffee stations um non-students um not there were some non-students that were present but the majority of them ended up being the student body um and the event started receiving local news coverage um on february 10th gotcha um and there were pictures that were uh showing up online that were showing the chapel at its capacity Mm -hmm. um and you know the 11th like february 11th um they had yeah february 11th there was more like people coming they had to start setting up overflows um like overflow seating areas um buses and vans started showing up from other churches and religious organizations um on the 12th and they started opening up even more overflow um areas um the 13th um apparently a couple other colleges like virginia theological and cedarville university um were holding their own services and responses to the revival um on february 14th there's reported 22 other institutions traveling to asbury for the revival um more more colleges are getting involved essentially um on the 15th it gets picked up by the washington post um and then the original auditorium hughes auditorium was closed off to well closed off by asbury students to all people 26 and over um and that was a decision made to prioritize the voices of gen z um on the 15th there was there was more uh people like samford university um on the 16th they banned live streaming in the auditorium um and then they started establishing like a set schedule published on their website 
and the university marked the 24th as an end date for services held on Asbury's campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 17th, they opened it up to the public again um, to people up to age 25. Um, on the 18th, uh, so yesterday, um, they, the school started reporting security concerns over, quote, tens of thousands of visitors heightened by both government and Asbury officials. Um, this is today, the 19th is the last day for um, church services to the public, and mm-hmm. then they're going to kind of dwindle it out to the end of the week um, so that they can kind of relocate it, essentially. Gotcha. But... The big reason why I think we wanted to talk about it is because, as far as we know, mm-hmm. there are two people that we know oh, from, yeah. from our area that traveled to Asbury mm-hmm. and are, like, live streaming and taking videos and whatever. And both of them are in, like, their 30s and 40s. So, like, to me... First of all, do not belong there. You do not belong in a college campus at 40 fucking years old. No, you don't. Let them do their shit. But this is just another another way, yet again, of people in older generations trying to usurp what's going on with younger people. Now, I'm going to I can sit here and I can clown on a Christian man all day. Mm-hmm. But also what the fuck are you doing at 40 something years old traveling down to a college just because you think the word like the voice of God told you to leave? Yeah. And it's like, sir, you yourself, you have children that are college age. Like that's got to be strange for your kids. Just like, oh, I'm going. See you later. It's just, it's just so, it's just so weird to me. Like, let the college kids have their thing. Mm-hmm. You had your time. Mm-hmm. You had your time being a young adult. It's time. To be, <laughs> We've heard all about it. <laughs> it's time being 45. It's time. It's time to be an adult now. You don't mm-hmm. need to travel to colleges. And that's not just the one guy. Mm-hmm. There's a girl, too. Yeah. And she's our age. And maybe a little older. I'm she not even is sure. older than right. us. Okay. And she traveled down there. And she's like. I can't wait to feel the sense of God. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like, it's just, let the generation have their time. But it's not even, yeah, it's not even just that. Like, so there've been reports coming out from the security offices of Mm -hmm. Asbury. So Wilmore, Kentucky, where Asbury university is located, Mm -hmm. I think has a population of like 6,000 people. Oh, so they're tiny. And there are people like those two who traveled down there. And now there's tens of thousands of people that are either there or trying to get in. Mm -hmm. And security and the police department down there have reported that there are more people in the town right now than there are bathrooms. That is crazy to me. And that... People are, like, parking in people's yards and people's driveways without permission to mm-hmm. go to this thing. Because apparently they think that everybody that lives in this city is, like, fully, like, Christian enough to be like, Yeah, everybody, come park in my garage. I don't have a job to do. Right. These people in this town, they still have to work. They still have to live. Like, function in their own community. And people are just coming in like, oh, I don't need respect. It's fine. Right. And it's just like, reading that, I was like, that's kind of fucking gross. Like, especially like, I understand like the people that live in the city or whatever wanting to get involved or people Mm -hmm. that are like a little bit outside of it. But there's people driving like six, 10, 12 hours. Yeah. I saw somebody say that they were from the Netherlands. What? They took a plane and they fucking came to Kentucky. And like, what the hell are you doing? That's definitely out there. 
Yeah, and especially after seeing the whole thing of like, yeah, there's so many fucking people here. And there's people parking in our driveways and there's people doing this. Mm -hmm. It just reminded me of our time with the organizations that we were involved Uh in where, you know, people would go like, I would never participate in this stuff because I was like, yeah, well, number one, I had major social anxiety. Mm -hmm. So talking to a random person was like anxiety inducing for one thing yeah no. but having to talk to a random person in the middle of a fucking qdoba and be like hey you want to accept jesus that was like yeah uh, that shit stuff myself. was always a little like i'm good no thanks yeah like we had a couple times when we did like serving events and stuff like that and i loved doing that i would go to somebody's house and like paint their walls or i remember one time like um a group of us went to like one of the student centers or whatever mm-hmm. and cleaned up this like rundown room and yeah painted like helping over and out stuff. your community that's what it should be about not absolutely and it shouldn't like at least to me it should not be with like a prerequisite of like oh i will clean this room for you and mm-hmm. i will paint the walls and i will scrub it and i will do all of this however you have to sit with in bible study with me for 30 minutes mm-hmm. or like you or like the one thing that I remember was one time a group of us after service went to a restaurant uh, to get dinner mm-hmm. and we had like a like a regular waiter at this restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout out Jordan. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> shout out Jordan at Eaton Park. I'm so Even though so- you haven't been at Eaton Park in forever. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to fucking deal with this shit. These guys were like, I mean, I started going when I was 18 and mm-hmm. um, I was like 19, 20 years old at the time seeing these like fucking 30 year olds throwing sugar packets. It was embarrassing. It was really, really fucking embarrassing. And then we'd all get our food. We all had to wait, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then we had to wait for everybody to get their food. And then um, I remember the one guy. The same guy that is down at Asbury right now <laughs> being like, oh, hey, um, do you want to like pray for our food? And the guy's like, ah, I don't know. Like, I don't practice. Like, um, I'm good. Like, you guys can do that. And he's like, come on, come pray for our food. And then there's like 20 of us there. And like, everybody's trying to pressure this guy and like praying for it our was, food. It was awkward. It was so weird. And I'm like sitting like way in the back and I'm like, oh, what was crazy? What was crazy is when some people like after all the bullshit, like y'all are making messes and throwing sugar packets and acting like children when most of us were younger than you guys at 30 at that time. Right. Like and some of y'all aren't even like tipping him. Yeah. So it's like I would always give him I I wasn't like rich by any means, but I would always give him a couple extra dollars because people sucked. Yeah, I would too. And I know like at least at my table area, like if any of those bitches were like throwing sugar packets and shit, I would take the like I would pick up the area and clean it yeah. up really nice. And then like if they were extra rowdy, I would go and apologize to the waiter myself. Right. Like, Stack the plates, clean it up, like make it look nice because it was like I bust for my like first job out of high school. So I was like, y'all are just leaving a mess for this man. And I still do that at like every restaurant I go to. I leave things nice. I leave them organized because I would never want to push that on somebody else because that's rude. Yeah. And it just, it was always just so frustrating to me. So when I read that earlier of just like, hey, the security being like, there's tens of thousands of people here. There's more people here than bathrooms. Like it's disrespectful. And I mean, and I know that Mm -hmm. I, I think my frustration towards it i know is just because of like our experience who knows right maybe the people of wilmore do not care maybe they're like yeah sure we don't care park in our yard park right their view could be very different than ours we don't know that yeah park in our driveway but like it's also just like so it's one thing to be like hey this inspired me to start my own uh revival worship service or whatever if you're feeling the pull of god or whatever Mm -hmm. do your own worship service in your own city but it's another thing to be like i'm 45 years old with a job and a family to take care of and i'm gonna pack my shit 
and drive down to a college mm-hmm. of people ages 18 to 23 years old and i'm gonna see if i can assimilate myself and feel whatever the fuck is going on here well low-key like the way i kind of feel about it like knowing him and you know having our experiences with him in the past and i mean you know not want to judge but just how it's coming across is okay your thing you had here your group your project is disbanded it is no longer and this could also just go with anybody in general so i just love how this is essentially just like a shit topic episode (laughs) no it's not trying to be that way it's just again just based on (laughs) my brain from our experience it's like okay are you essentially trying to chase your high of what you had when you were here at that time period trying to essentially relive your glory days or are you just you know doing what you say yes god told me to go blah 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 like you can't have it both ways yeah you know yeah exactly like i guess that's just the justification point of it yeah so and like the couple of like live streams and people that i've like read from of like what they're experiencing from it and they're like yo it's like so crazy because like they don't have like projectors they don't have projectors and they don't have like a band or anything like that it's just like a bunch of college kids and like fucking a grand piano and an acoustic guitar and a cajon and they're just like loving god and i'm like oh so what are you trying to tell people that the churches that we have in the area that have the screens and the bands and whatever that those are synthetic experiences of god so are you telling me that your church is a synthetic experience of god because your church has a big screen and your church has a grand well not a grand piano your church has a full band Mm -hmm. and screens and lights and all this stuff and now you're over here going oh but like this is different because they have like no screens in the chapel Mm -hmm. and they have just a couple of kids with a cajon and a grand piano and a guitar and you can just feel the presence of god in there i'm like get the fuck out of here like you could be doing the same exact thing but you're not and therefore you're making you're essentially calling anybody with that stuff Mm -hmm. like mechanical or just like synthetic experiences of god which they are Mm -hmm. but Right. In a way, essentially, you're like, okay, you're comparing and contrasting the two things. So you're belittling people that you don't even know and passing judgment on them. And to be fair, this was the same uh, person and group that would shit on millennials and be like, millennials are just like so fucking lazy and just like don't love God as much. And blah, 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 blah. um. And, like, Gen Z, uh, they just are, like, the information age. And they just, like, fucking suck. Like, these are the same type of people that have been shitting on younger generations like Mm -hmm. millennials and Gen Z for years and years and years. But now, because there is something happening that aligns to what you want or what you are interested in you're grasping now gen z is so powerful and amazing and are world changers and blah blah blah. and it's just ass backwards thinking of like i'm not going to be interested in the movements and the changes that gen z and millennials have been making Mm -hmm. um i'm not going to be interested in it unless it aligns with my christian worldview right And I understand with getting more information and people's views changing over time. That I understand. Ours have changed like fucking crazy. Absolutely. The more information you have, the more, you know, you take in, you you eventually go on your own journey of self-discovery. And there's no timeline for that. But I feel like the fact that people are just jumping onto this and latching onto this, it says more about essentially them and their own insecurities and their own generation. Because, oh, this fits my narrative now. This fits what i want and what i think this view should be so yeah gas them up give them all the compliments sure but yeah the second things change and it's not inside your box or inside your circle of what you think things should look like for your evangelical christian views then you're just like oh well you know it was nice well lasted, but we fell short now we got to take the reins and blah 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 and perpetuate whatever they want and go out into the community and shape it 
how they see fit type deal right yeah and it's very much like oh yeah like gen z is such like world changers and like millennials are such world changers and they uh they're just here to change the world and then they realize it's like oh they helped an lgbt person uh get money for rent this month and they're like you're fucking supporting heresy and you're gonna go to hell um it just seeing all of this i know at least for me like seeing the people that we know that Mm -hmm. are traveling down there that should not be there seeing the um responses from different christian leaders and stuff like that and just like various like evangelical leaders in general that like i know i've looked up to Mm -hmm. and have been like oh they're like really good people and all this stuff it's been really frustrating especially like in the past i'd say less than 10 years so like ever since um ever since 2016 we know what happened but ever since 2016 Mm -hmm. a lot has changed when it comes to um christian evangelicals and everything and it just seems like some of the people that became really radicalized in 2016 saw this going on they're grasping on to it um and they're like well i need to i need to experience this and blah 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 and like because we haven't felt god in this country and blah blah blah. it's just i think at least for me it's just brought up a lot of mixed feelings some things that i've seen have been really funny but some things that i've seen i'm looking and just been like this is really disappointing right it's just it's it's just very it's just a very confusing amalgamation of feelings of Mm -hmm. You know, let these people do their thing, but also I'm seeing like a 50 year old man, like front and center. Oh he's just like going up in age. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not talking just about him. I'm talking about just a regular fucking 50 year old man, and just some random front and center, being like, I've never felt gone like this before, and it's like, why can't you do that in your own city, Philip? Like. Mm-hmm don't you have a fucking 401k don't you have an insurance job to Mm -hmm. fucking go to that's a whole nother thing the whole thing of like i remember when we had like a whole month Mm -hmm. talking about like millennials and basically why they suck right just like yeah let's pick us apart that's cool (laughs) and i remember like well, Republicans have said it. Evangelical mm-hmm. Christians have said it. Mm-hmm. Of how, like, the liberals will find any way to get out of work. And the liberals will find any way to not, like, do a job. Meanwhile, I'm like, why the fuck are you driving down to a college for church service? Don't you have taxes to do, Billiam? Like, Right. And then it's like, you have us over here it's like okay y'all are coming for people like that you got you over here working two jobs Mm -hmm. you got me over here working like 40 to 60 hours a week depending on the overtime like please tell us that we're not going to work and try to pay our bills please tell us we're trying to get out of work and you're over here singing songs about jesus watching a lady who may or may not be possessed by a demon get exercised Mm mm-hmm well what i get with that too because i remember you know all the different things we would have at that time and they're just like oh the church isn't a building you guys are the church so it's like okay why are y'all traveling down hours away to a space when it's been hammered into why aren't, why aren't you being the church why aren't bitch? you be- exactly why aren't you being the church where you are to people in your community like crazy well, I know where my church is. My church is the Church of Harry Edward Styles. <laughs> <laughs> call me, call me heretic. I don't care. Oh my my God. church gets up at six o'clock in the morning and sings watermelon sugar. My God, <laughs> watermelon sugar, hi. Watermelon sugar, what's up? Watermelon sugar, how you doing? I guess the biggest thing for me with this too, it's like, you know, seeing people we interacted with at that time period and people you get to know and just seeing the progression of things over the years. It's like, 
you know, they always say, don't meet your heroes. It's like, okay, well, your heroes can be your friends too. And just kind of seeing these people that you thought were just like, yeah, they love people. They do this, they do that. And then being blatantly disappointed when people are just off spewing hate because people are different or identify as X, Y, and Z. Like, okay, well, y'all are talking about how the Bible teaches you love and how you're supposed to love everyone. Then why are you out over here? treating people nasty yeah like some of the people that i looked up to the most in that time Mm -hmm. are the people that are like i love everyone unless you're gay or black or muslim Mm -hmm. or or gay or indian or mexican or chinese Mm -hmm. or gay (laughs) or gay and divorced if you're gay and celibate, you're fine. But gay, go away. It just... Oh, or they don't like you if you wear a tank top. <laughs> oh my... <laughs> <laughs> Honey, your bra straps are showing. Where's your, where's your modesty? My modesty left. <laughs> Pardon my shoulders. <laughs> Pardon my shoulders. I got a little cleavage going on recently. Um... <laughs> I was like, oh, you're offended by my shorts? They're not even that short. <laughs> they go to my knees. <laughs> my God. I mean, I'm sure, like, if people are interested or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm sure we would definitely do, like, an episode or two about, like, our journeys through religion mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I don't want to be, like... <laughs> I survived Christianity. (laughs) I mean, to be completely honest, we, you know, everybody goes through different journeys. And that, I am very grateful we met. I am very grateful we have become friends. Me too. Like, and that was just kind of part of the journey at the time. It's like, like I said, I know you really, you know, weren't raised in the church. And Mm -hmm. then I was raised Catholic. So, like, I wanted a different perspective on things and kind of to learn different things and be more informed because I didn't really have any friends in college at that point because it was like a just like a turning point for me right so I'm just like you know it's part of your journey you you discover things about yourself you evolve you change you grow and it's just sad to see that some of those people that we thought were very good people unfortunately turned out not to be that way and the last two years and the pandemic and just how people treat each other because of said things has really shown people's true colors and I think that's kind of what what breaks my heart more than anything just seeing the nastiness and the hate come out of people yeah so well hey on that morbid fucking note (laughs) (laughs) man did you have anything to say before I shoot out her social media I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to hang out with you guys this week. I promise I'm going to try not to get sick again and die. But if I do, at least we know we have fun guests that are willing to come on and help us out. And I appreciate that. Um, Yeah. So if y'all have made it this far, I hope you guys have a great week. And that's all for me. Very cool. Well... Um, again, thank you guys so much for joining us for the eighth inaugural episode of the Between the Fridges podcast. You can laugh if you want to. I see your face. What's wrong with my face? It just looked like you had a laugh coming out. Uh, so? It like, it's, it's better than me not being able to talk. Well, I was just like saying, you're allowed to laugh. It's fine. Anyways, thank you guys so much for the eighth inaugural, well, for coming to the eighth inaugural episode of the Between the Fridges podcast. Um... If you guys uh, ha- do not already, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Between the Fridges. If you have any content suggestions um, or inquiries, I'm still waiting on a really fun fan fiction uh, to read on this podcast. And as soon as I do get a nice one in our email, um, we will do a fan fiction episode. So <laughs> if you would like that fan fiction episode to come sooner rather than later, or even if you have like 
you know, questions about evangelical Christianity or religion or whatever, because we definitely do an episode about that. Feel free mm-hmm. to send us your questions and inquiries and suggestions to between the fridges at gmail.com. Um, check our link tree in our Instagram bio um, or in the bio of this podcast to find everywhere else that you can find us. Um, you can follow Amanda and myself on Instagram and mm-hmm. TikTok and wherever. Um yeah and so be prepared for next week's episode where um we indoctrinate you um into evangelical christianity um (laughs) we're gonna start with the book of genesis so (laughs) with that um again thank you guys so much we love you very much um this is the eighth inaugural episode uh my name is carly i'm amanda and we will see you all next week no you know what if you could twerk to one song from our olden days, what would it be? From our olden days? Yeah. Like any song in general? Like what are the Christian worship songs oh, that Christian they would worship. play oh, God. during our 12 hour uh. worship? <laughs> Man. Imagine me cranking it back to Oceans. <laughs> 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 <laughs>